Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. I'd like to thank you for joining us today for our Advent teaching as we continue looking at uh, the birth of Christ. Today we look at what is your response to the birth of Christ. What is your response to the birth of Christ? Here is the first half of a two-part study. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, We do not normally do topical teachings. We are a verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter teaching church. So as we move into the new year, uh, we will be in the book of 1 Peter, and we'll be in the book of 1 Peter until we finish the book of 1 Peter. And then when we get done with the book of 1 Peter, we're going to 2 Peter. So I think all of 2024 on Sundays will be in those two books so be ready Um, and we just kind of go verse by verse as we go through them so we got a couple more Advent teachings uh, that we got uh, up until next Sunday and then we'll have a a message for for the vision for the the year coming up and uh, so today what I decided to do is I wanted to take a look we've kind of looked already at the scriptures Uh, Those that have been here, uh, as we've looked at the story of Joseph, and uh, we've looked at the story of Mary, we've also looked at the story of of Zacharias and Elizabeth, Um, and we we showed you in the Old Testament, in the law, law in the, the prophets and in the Psalms, the prophecies that were fulfilled. We've shown you proof. The question now has to be is, what is your response to the birth of Christ? There's a question that Jesus asked in the book of Mark. He asked very bluntly, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? You have to be able to answer that question for yourself. You have to be able to answer that question for yourself as a believer And somebody, if you're not following or you never follow Jesus, you have to be able to answer that question. Because guess what? On Judgment Day, if you hadn't, it's too late. If you're taken from this world tomorrow and you haven't chosen to follow Christ, it's too late. You can't get before Him and go, hey, I believe in you now. That's not how it works. You have to believe in in Christ here and repent of your sins. And so there should be a response from every one of us. Why do you think there's such a turmoil in Israel right now? The birthplace, you think about Palestine, Bethlehem. That's where the the king of kings is born. It was announced some 700 years before his birth that Jesus was coming. Born in Bethlehem. 
the king of Israel, not the king of Palestine, not the king of Gaza, the king of Israel from Bethlehem. God has sent his son into this world. We celebrate that every year. But a lot of times what our response is to Christmas is the retail side of Christmas. I can tell you I was in San Antonio yesterday. I have never seen so many outbursts, bad parenting, couples that need couple counseling, arguing in HEB, arguing in Walmart, fighting over money. That's not what Christmas is about. They have the wrong response when it comes to Christmas. See, when we look at this, we're going to look at, there's actually ten responses, and we're going to go, probably go through about six of those today. The rest of them I'll go through on Wednesday. I'll have a teaching up. We won't have service on Wednesday, but I'll have a teaching that will be available on YouTube and Facebook on Wednesday. And then on, on Sunday, we'll be here next Sunday, so don't think you're going to, well, we're not meeting. We are meeting. Um, and so we are going to look at the first one, which is Zacharias' response. Zechariah was the one that, uh, who is John the Baptist's father. He was a religious leader. Zechariah was, uh, when we think about Zacharias, he was somebody who got to go light the incense in the Holy of Holies. Something that you could only do once in your lifetime as a religious leader. That was it. That was your big, big thing, to go light incense. I told you about them having bells on the uniforms of the priest why because if they had sin they dropped dead right there and what they would do because nobody else could go in the holy of holies they would have a rope tied to the ankle and they would drag them out and i ask you the question would you go would you be the next one up can you imagine the guy who's on deck as they're pulling that guy out by a rope man it would make me think twice right but Zacharias, he was the father of John the Baptist. His wife Elizabeth was barren. His wife Elizabeth was barren, and, and she was blessed with child. And Zacharias asked the question, how can this be? How can a man of God who studies the Bible, who's worked his whole life to go light the incense, ask the angel of the Lord, how can this be? I believe that's where a lot of religious people are today this Christmas. And what I mean by that is you have a lot of head knowledge, but you don't have it in the heart. You don't have a relationship with Christ. Zacharias, the angel, Gabriel says, hey, uh, dude, you're not talking till the baby's born. And I'm sure the wife, I told you all, the wife was probably like, good. Right? Good. I'm sure there's a couple of us where we need an angel of the Lord just to quiet us down a little bit. But when he does talk, he praises God. So Zacharias' response to Christ was to preach salvation. He's filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesies. God gives him the words to say. And it's in Luke chapter 1, verses 67. It says, Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel for... He has visited and redeemed His people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of His servant David. As He has spoken by mouth of His holy prophets who have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies 
and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember the holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. And here's the key, verse, thir- uh, verse 77. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remissions of their sins. Through the tender mercy of God with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in the darkness and the shadow of, the, of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So the, cho- the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifest- manifestation to Israel. We see Zacharias prophesying about the remissions and repentance of sin and, and talking about salvation. But the first words out of his mouth, he's reminding us that it is through remissions of sin. Every one of us are sinful. Now, right now, in your head, you're thinking of all the stuff you've done this week already. Like, yeah, I'm not sinful. No, you know. God knows. We're all sinners. What's the first thing that Jesus preached when he started his ministry? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Repent. Deal with your sins. Turn to me. There's a purpose for his, his birth. We know that John the Baptist prepares the way for Jesus and we see a uh, Zacharias excited about salvation coming to not only the nation of Israel but to the Gentiles. God's not done with Israel. And you have to remember that Israel is the center of the earth. Jerusalem. Because Jesus is coming back. He will return. And, and it's not going to be the Lamb of God, the perfect Lamb of God. It will be the Lion of Judah who will judge. See, we forget that. We all love the cuddly baby Jesus. But you don't want the Jesus that's tattooed, the name that's tattooed, and, and the sword comes out to slay. To me, I think, for whatever reason, that, that Jesus is going to be more metal when he comes back. Anybody who listens to hard rock music, it's like he's going to be more metal. He came in soft rock. He's going, when he returns, he's coming back as metal. Like he's coming back to deal with this earth and to judge this earth. It's punk rock. Like to walk with Christ is punk rock. Because you, everything that you do when you respond to Christ and walk with him, you go absolutely against the culture. You're, you're, you're punk rock. You didn't even know it. If you're walking with him, you stand outside the culture. The angel's response was, with, was one of praise. We see in Luke chapter 2, verses 8-14, through 14, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. See, it's not for some, it's to all. For everyone. 
So the gospel, as much as we talk about pro-Palestine and, and Hamas, Hamas needs Jesus. Are you praying for them, Christian? They need Christ. They're following a false religion. There are people that are on the ground there trying to share the gospel and giving up their lives for Christ. But we don't talk about that. See, the angels were praising God. It says, For there is a born to you this day the city of David who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And that should be our, our, our praise. Our praise should be to the Lord. Our praise should be like, what are you praising this Christmas? What are you praising? Are you praising the retail side of Christmas? Are you praising the, that PS5 that's going to show up in your underneath the... I don't think anybody's got PS5 money this year. Some of y'all don't have Nintendo 64. It's like, it's been a rough year, right? It's been tough. But we praise the wrong things sometimes. You know what praise does? It actually lifts your spirit. It lifts your spirit. In Psalm 42, verses 5 and 6, it says, Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon and Mount Mizor. As Jesus' followers, one of the things we have to do is take our eyes off of our troubles and put them on who? Christ. Sometimes what happens is we're dealing with some heavy things, whether it's financial or it's health or death. I had a friend of mine who actually just found out he's having open-heart surgery on Tuesday. Busted his ankle. Something showed up on the when they were looking at whether or not they're going to have to do surgery on the ankle, they were like, we got to check your heart. And he found out Friday. So he's getting his chest cracked open on December 26th. You know, at, at the end of the day, you don't know how much time you have. But you need to be praising God for every moment. Because you, you go, well, how can you praise God and they're going to open my chest up? I can praise God because if it wasn't for him busting his ankle, he wouldn't have known and he could have had a heart attack. Because when your widow maker is, is over a certain percentage, you just drop dead. There's no getting to the hospital. But he's praising God. That's why he says in that verse is so important is, is hope in God. Hope in God. Praise also puts us in, the, in God's presence. In Psalm 140 verse 13, Surely the righteous shall give thanks to you, your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. We have to get into the presence of God. When our, our faith is not built on feelings and emotions. Okay? Get this. Because the feelings and emotions get a lot of people in trouble. Your faith is built on a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you have to be in the presence of God every day. He's with you all the time. But He wants time with you. He wants you to get into His presence. Open His Word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time praising Him, worshiping, putting on worship music, fellowship, breaking bread. All these things. That's all being in the presence of God. But when we allow the, the F word of the church, feelings, yeah, y'all thought, oh man, what kind of church did I walk into? 
I'm gonna tell you what, Pastor Ken Graves. I I I told my brother-in-law about him a long time ago. He he looks like the bounty guy, the one on the the paper towels. Yeah, he looks just like that. At Pastor Ken Graves out of Calvary Chapel, Bangor, Maine, and he has the roughest voice. And that's his thing. He goes, I do not like the F word in the church. And I was like, what? Feelings. It's not based on your feelings or emotions. It's, it's faith in Christ Jesus. It's God's grace, God's mercy that you're even here breathing today. You have that to praise, right? You woke up this morning. But we forget that. Praise also allows us to, uh, to put the right uh, perspective on our situation with God. Like sometimes we can magnify the wrong thing. In Psalm 69, 30, it says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. A lot of times what we'll do is we'll make our problems bigger than God. The things that I'm going through, the things that are happening to me, nobody can fix them. God can. God can. Are you going to get into his presence? Are you going to praise him? Are you going to spend time with him? To understand like that, that I need to magnify God and not this other thing. We also know that, that praise helps us, us remember God's blessings as well. In Psalm 105, verse 1, it says, oh, I, oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deed among, these peop among the peoples. And in Psalm 105, verse 5, Remember the wondrous works that He has done, His miracles and the judgments He's uttered. It's, it's having the proper balance of, of understanding when life is getting tough. is like, do you praise God? You know, that's really where you see where people's faith is at. They get knocked down and they, they do one or two things. They either hunker down and praise God or they, they're out. They bounce. They start creating distance. And, and they allow that drifting to happen. And then finally, we know that praise, as we think about the angels and how they worship the birth of Christ, as they praise can break the chains and open doors. Now, you may think, well, come on, Mike. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through 26, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Now, you have to get this and understand this. Paul and Silas are in jail. They're, they're, they got shackles. They're locked up. And they are praying and singing hymns to God. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. I love that. It's like you, you have to understand like God, whatever you're going through, whatever's got you shackled, even if it's sin, God can break those chains. Maybe you've been walking with God for some time and you just got this thing that just has creeped back up in your life. You're getting angry. And your wife will try to blame it on your hunger. Or the kids will try to blame it on something else. And no, what's happened is you've allowed anger to creep back up in your life and you have sin. And God can break the chains. All you have to do is repent and go to Him and praise God and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for my anger. Help me show grace and mercy and love. Now, all of that sounds very easy, right? It's very simplistic, but it's whether or not we're actually going to do it. Because some of us like being angry. Some of us like that. You like getting on 1604 or 410, and you like laying on that horn and doing the one-finger salute. And then you come in here and praise Jesus on Sunday. 
You need to deal with that stuff. Like when we praise God, we need to understand like even in the midst of our sin, God can break those chains. We have to go to Him. Even in the midst of our, we may feel like we're locked up in, 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 in illness or we're locked up in addiction, God can break those chains. So we saw the angels praise. The shepherd's response was actually one of joy. And then they end up sharing Christ to everybody. And, and, and Luke chapter 2, verse 15, it says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And when they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, the baby lying in the manger, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that they had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at the shepherds told them. Now you have to understand, remember that thing that we just read about the swaddling clothes. The shepherds are the only ones that would have understood what the baby being swaddled was. When they had a new lamb, because these are the shepherds from the temple that, that did the sacrifices. They had the lambs that were used for sacrifice. And even though, I don't think we have it here, but even though you think about the, the mangers, the wood mangers, that's not a manger. That's what we've come up with. The actual manger is a concrete slab where they would actually sacrifice the lambs. Now you understand why Jesus is on there? What would the shepherds do? They would inspect the lambs for, for blemish, right? Because if they had blemish, they couldn't be sacrificed. That's why God goes to the lowliest. Shepherds were the worst. They couldn't even testify in court. That's, that's how they were. And who does the first announcement of the birth of Christ go to? How is Christ born? Humbly. It goes to the lowliest of society. The shepherds. And you think, who else was a shepherd? David was a shepherd. Apparently nobody wanted to be shepherds. Shepherds are probably a good place because Moses was a shepherd too. Right? God uses the humble. And He uses these shepherds to go share the good news. It says, But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So we see that the shepherds go, and they're so excited, they start sharing the gospel. Hey, Jesus is born. The Messiah has been born. Have you shared the gospel this Christmas? I'm trying not to eyeball anybody. I'm trying to look off into the distance. We need to be doing that every day. We need to. You need to be, don't ask people if they know Jesus. Everybody knows Jesus or Jesus. Okay, let's just get that out there. But do they know the Jesus of the Bible? Do they know why Jesus came? For remissions of sins. To forg for forgiveness of sin. Because we're all set for judgment. The only way that we have that sin debt paid is through Jesus Christ. Joseph's response was one of fear to faith. We talked about that this weekend as we looked at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And Joseph was, it says now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make a public example, was was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him 
in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, uh, to take your, you marry your wife uh, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So you have Joseph who's fearful because Mary could be stoned to death. Now the betrothal period was about a year. And what Joseph's job was, was to go prepare the house for Mary. He comes back and Mary's pregnant. Oops. But he's a just man. How many of y'all would have said, hey, give me a stone. Let's go. Right? Think about it. That's how we are. But that wasn't Joseph's heart. Joseph was trying to put her away quietly. And he is stressed out in fear on how to handle this. And he does what? Like most of us do when we're stressed out. We go what? To sleep. I'm going to sleep. When I wake up, the problem will go on. It'll be, it'll be away. You know, I always tell people, they, they would tell me, man, I, I, man, I, I, I smoke weed and, and I'm hoping my problem's going to go away. And they wake up and their problem's still there and now they're, because they, they spent all their money. <laughs> it happens, right? But it's like at the end of the day, it's like when we think about these things, it's like we stress out sometimes and sometimes our nature is just to sleep. I don't want to deal with this no more. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 